When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. It. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. What would you say if I told you there's a book that can teach you how to win The Bachelor? What would you say if I told you producers caught multiple finalists reading that book in this season that's currently airing? What would you say if I told you the producers don't want anyone to know that their show has been compromised? How do we know all this? We wrote that book. I'm Lizzie Pace. And I'm Chad Colchin. We're the authors of How to Win the Bachelor and the hosts of the Game of Roses podcast, a bi-weekly podcast where we break down all the biggest plays, errors, and MVPs in the game of reality television. Listen to Game of Roses wherever you get your podcasts and go to howtowinthebachelor.com to get our book. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com. Hi, it's Dave here. This is my wife, Kathy. Hello. This is the Cinemile, the podcast where we walk home from the movies. And today we're seeing a movie theme park ride extravaganza <laughs> with Dwayne the Johnson Rock. Yeah. Um, and it's called Jungle Cruise. I don't know a thing about it. I think it's one of the like, it's a theme original park ride. rides. And I think it's a ride that's gotten in trouble in recent years for like cultural appropriation and racism and things like that. And it's been racism and updated. cultural appropriation at Disney. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're excited for this movie because it kind of seems like it's going to be fun, based on the fact that it's The Rock and Emily <laughs> yeah, Blunt. I right? guess. Yeah. I guess. I mean, I don't know. I kind don't of know. Like Indiana Jones vibes, I guess, from the trailer I've seen. Yeah. Oh, you saw a trailer. Yeah. Right. You got one up on me. <laughs> um, I don't know. Is it about like what is it? Are they? It looks like it's set in the in the early twentieth century, and they go on a cruise together. Much, I mean, basically, there's a ride called the Jungle Cruise, and then they've written yeah. a movie around it, much like Pirates of the Caribbean, which turned into a hugely successful franchise, right? Yeah. So one would presume they're hoping for the same thing here. I mean, if you put The Rock and Emily Blunt in, so you've got The Rock, uh, like obviously, like I'd say, Jumanji is kind of would have helped him be cast here and then Emily Blunt is Mary Poppins this is Disney being like we really want this to work right they're yeah. huge stars yeah and they're good stars yeah, I'm, I'm turning I'm turning out for them basically same uh, plus uh, I'm on board for Indiana Jones level hijinks and it's basically. like a 12 with this kind of a style it usually makes me think it's going to be a bit of fun yeah we did consider bringing Oscar to this but then he's not 12 um, but if I had not like if this had been a PG um, maybe maybe would it does feel like I, I'm, I'm well up for sort of family friendly entertainment which it yeah. feels like this is positioning and kind itself. of feels a bit like in the um, 
God, I've totally forgotten. What was that Jack Black adaptation? Oh, Goosebumps. It kind of feels like that kind of yeah. vibe, right? Yeah. yeah. Who was also in Jumanji. So, Looks yeah. Like Big world eating itself. But I'm looking forward to it. So I'm kind of go. excited for it as well. Okay, yeah. right. Okay, we'll check in with you guys afterwards. So what are you doing out here? There is a legend in the jungles of the Amazon of a tree that heals all. It could change the world. But if it gets into the wrong hands... It could awaken a great evil. I believe that the legend is real. Which it's not. And I'm going to find it. Which you want. And when I do, just imagine the lives that could be saved. I've been looking for this tree longer than anybody. I've tracked the legend to every village, every island. Nothing. You're searching for something that can't be found. But you've never had the key. Let's do something that's safe. Let's go see some elephants. There are no elephants in the Amazon, and I don't even like elephants. Lady, everybody likes elephants. Know this about the jungle. Everything that you see wants to kill you, and can. Careful. They can smell fear. I am not afraid. Right, we're back. We've seen... um What's it called? Jungle Disney's <laughs> Jungle Cruise Adventure Time Fun Park Theme Ride. Hour. Yeah. So the if it's your, if it's your first time on the cinema, we won't spoil any plot details from the movie besides what you can find in the synopsis or the trailer. Um, but we will turn on to Spoiler Street shortly, and you will be warned. Yeah. Um. So we're got we're having a nice little uh, river walk ourselves. Actually, yeah. yeah, it just feels like a nice thing to do after watching Jungle Cruise. We've also just flown to the Amazon, a quarantine for fourteen days, just so we could yeah, do this. That's review. how committed we are <laughs> to doing this right. Yeah. Um. So I gotta say, I well, let's firstly talk about what it's about. Now that we know what it's about, yeah. I lo- I really li- love my new life of not reading any movie news or knowing anything about <laughs> movies until right when I watch them. The the blissful bubble. I live in now compared to I used to hungrily consume movie media so to the point where I just used to know everything about everything I mean also look let's face it as a man in your mid to late 30s you probably weren't going to ever hungrily consume news about Jungle Cruise I need I had a Google alert set for Jungle Cruise (laughs) (laughs) not it's the only thing we could review this week because there's not much else out yeah um, so it's about yeah that's pretty much why we're basically, here basically the Rock and Emily Blunt go to a beach and they start ageing really quickly so quickly yeah um, so this is yeah it's pretty much as we expected I will say the what I was surprised by was that there's not much cruise in this it's a lot of jungle not so much cruise this is I think in my head I was picturing like you know a cruise gone wrong you know kind of thing Like, but this is not I guess it's technically a cruise but really this is just like it's a, it's Indiana Jones meets Pirates of the Caribbean. Meets the Mummy. Yeah, meets oh the Mummy is a good reference. Very derivative, I would say. And it's like I was so pumped to start watching it. I was like, this is exactly what I want to watch. This is like my vibe, like tweeny, adventurous content. But like, and I I don't say this lightly. It's a two hour long movie. I think they could have shaved forty it's like minutes. Like two off hour this movie. ten. They it's could like, have shaved forty minutes. Yeah, off this it's movie. long. It doesn't really justify its, like the its plot running gets time. Convoluted. Um, there were points where you yeah. turned to me and said, "What's happening? Yeah. Who are they trying to? What, what are the goals like of the, the characters?" Mac- and I said, "I've no idea." Yeah, I the do MacGuffin not- is is not apparent in this. Um, like, if we were struggling to comprehend what everyone was trying to achieve, how is it sort of an eight or nine year old or a twelve yeah. year old supposed to? Um, and the Rock and Emily Blunt 
obviously great right? without question they're brilliant uh, I love them both and I loved their chemistry so you know I really enjoyed watching them now this was the movie turned out we didn't know this before we started watching it but we then remembered as we were watching it Jack Whitehall's in it playing a gay character and then of course we started remembering the controversy about two years ago when this was announced that Jack Whitehall who's a straight man was going to be playing the first openly gay Disney character and it's a really interesting conversation because I like you know you want to think like actors should be able to play any sexuality etc in reality if this is the first time it's an openly gay character in Disney to me that pivotal moment it would make sense to give that to a gay actor yeah I think they've really fumbled it I think they really fumbled it and like I don't understand like if this was the hundredth gay character you know whatever it's not pivotal anymore it's business as usual and you like to think you're in a world where then you pick the right actor for the right role well also it's like what makes the right actor for the right role is like if it's a pivotal moment versus if it's which it isn't sadly business as usual where like gay actors struggle to get cast in straight roles so therefore when straight actors get gay roles it's like there's a natural tension there and now there's a similar conversation happening around transgender actors so all that kind of quickly came back to us as we were watching this and it's like Jack White's alright he's totally fine and serviceable but like why what pure person was sitting in that room what casting agent was sitting in that room for this pivotal role and thought like Oh, we have to have Jack Whitehall, who nobody in America knows anyway. He's barely famous in England. Like He's quite famous in England. But, like, if you watch, like, A League of Their Own, do you know what I mean? It's like, like I just don't understand no, why he's... he's just... got high profile here. Okay, fine. But, like, I know he just travelogues with his dad or whatever. But, like, why did they do it? Like, it could have been... There's so many incredible gay actors who could That's have played it. That's the thing. It. It's not hard to find a comedic gay actor. It's like, yeah. Right? It really isn't. I mean... And, and I, I totally agree with you. I think... I'm, it's like when the, pr- the prom, which Ryan Murphy cast James Corden, who, interestingly, is in A League of Their Own, or was, which I quite all... And both of them equally... It's funny. When we saw Jack Whitehall show up here, we both had the sort of similar feeling of oh a bit like James Corden when James Corden shows up you're just like oh god it's just like because I think and I, and I, I have mean no disrespect to Jack Whitehall or James Corden I think they both work very hard and have like, earned their success but, but they are overexposed those two but right and now. it's interesting now in fairness to Jack Whitehall I think I haven't seen the prom but I've read the criticism and I've seen the trailers Jack Whitehall did not play this character really camp I think he did a really good job apparently yeah. what James Corden did in the prom people consider like offensive and like a 70s piss take of a gay character oh right? really yeah so I'm not comparing their performances or the, re- or the reaction and in fact I haven't even read reaction um, to Jack Whitehall's performance so I'm not even speaking about the gay community because I don't know how they felt about it but to me it was like he was totally fine I just feel like that was a missed opportunity and, and honestly I just don't think he added anything to the film like he was not like a primary character and it's it's a shame how that all went down because I think it could have been a really amazing moment for the gay community and instead it just wasn't so I think that's really disappointing on the film's part uh, did it's I just, like his chemistry? You can't try and make... It's like Disney having their cake and eating it or trying to make a cake and then shitting <laughs> in it. <laughs> right? It's like, you can't just be like... You can't, like, get all the cred for the headlines of having an openly gay character. Well, they got no cred. And then not cast That's why I said, was there no person. PR person in the room? Because surely they said, it said like, look, this would be a negative look for us. How do you not realise how that's going to look? Yeah, anyway. And I mean, and, and right, by the way, I agree with you. I don't think... You know, I think the, 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 the argument around this topic can sometimes get misinterpreted as, oh, well, like, you know, it's acting, you know, anyone should be allowed to act. It's like, ob- that's obvious. It's it's all about marginalised people and or underrepresented entry, people yeah. and barriers to entry. It's just like, you haven't, you haven't opened the floodgates yet. 
Disney. So, so you know, give give an actual gay actor a chance. Even first. as recent as like like Kristen Stewart, right? She's like a really young actor. She was basically told that like she needed to pretend she was straight to get roles. You're talking in the last couple that's of years. Ten, like, what ten years ago? Not that's even the Snow Princess Snow Diary yeah, thing. No, no, it was no, no. That what was it? I, I don't know, but it wasn't that. Um, it's the Huntsman, Snow White. Ellen Huntsman, Page, right? like loads of actresses and actors have come out and said like. Uh, sorry, Elliot Page. Loads of people have come out and said, you know, that they were discriminated against or told not to go for roles because of their sexuality or yeah. how they identify the gender. So, like, that's why it's an important conversation. It's not, like, you know, it's not to say that down the line, you know, in 20 years' time, when hopefully everyone's accepted for who they are and, like, barriers have been broken, and it's not the first time you have a black woman leading a movie or the first time you have a gay character. By the way, he was not a lead character. Like, he was very much the third fourth character in the movie so you know Disney you haven't really broken anything down that much either by the way Um, but anyway all that aside it was just too long and like just I'm really disappointed because I thought I was going to like it more than I did do I recommend it for like a 12 year old sure younger than that I actually think it's a bit too scary yes I was going to say I was like so glad we didn't bring Oscar to this well, I mean, it was I mean, he's three. Twi- right? We, we, we would have been irresponsible. It was cleared. A twelve, a twelve <laughs> is a twelve, and it's it is a twelve for a reason. No, but I think like my eight-year-old nephew, who's eight or nine, nine might not, might be a little. There are scary. there are quite intensely scary moments in here for sure. Like Pirates of the Caribbean esque looking. Well, let's talk about that because I was surprised. Spoiler Street. Uh, uh, sh- okay, yeah. Before yeah. we go to Spoiler Street, just to say I'm on board with you. I'm on board your dun- your cruise. The, this feels this feels too long and overly complicated. However, it looks great. Though, I would it? recommend it for a, a sort of easy family watch. Probably don't bring the whole. Fa- wait till it's on video. Don't bring. Don't pay sixty quid to bring your whole family to a cinema trip. Perhaps. Well, but you like, can just watch it on Disney Plus. Flick it on on um, on Disney Plus or wherever, and it's like the the good things about it are the rock and Dwayne Johnson and Emily Blunt are very good and charismatic and they work well together I think Jack I kind of agree that Jack Whitehall I groaned when I first saw him and just felt like a very cookie cutter comic relief character but actually I think agree with you he did a good job he's a better actor than I knew he was yeah Um, and then also Edgar Ramirez and Jesse Plemons oh my god as the bad guys are Wonderful, and, then, and they're both chewing up the scenery, and they're having and Paul Giamatti as well. Paul Giamatti's in here, so the, <laughs> so the, those three are actually having such fun because they are just chewing the scenery. Jesse Plemons is brilliant. Jesse Plemons like is amazing. Of, yeah, very um, good. So I really enjoyed, really I enjoyed watching all the actors. I think the some of the ideas in here are really interesting. There's one bit which just floored me in terms of I didn't see it coming. Will we get to spoilers? Uh, which we'll talk about in Spoiler Street. But yeah, I'll say, I'll say on, on a whole sort of... There's a lot of good stuff in here, but it's... Too long. Not a slam dunk. No. The, um, all right, let's it's go to... It's very much a kind of middle of the road, grand, yeah. you watch it kind of thing. Exactly. Yeah. And I'm not really... I'm also not interested in sticking around for four sequels, mind no, you. No, I'd be really nor, surprised. Nor was I with Pirates of the Caribbean. And I thought that was a really good movie, the first one. Pirates of the Caribbean is more to it to me in terms of a franchise possibility because like we know from from experience kids are obsessed about pirates right like pirates are this whole thing this movie is just a boat going down a river so like how (laughs) franchisable is that how do you do what's the next one what's the next reason to have a jungle cruise exactly Um, okay well let's uh, full spoilers now for uh, for jungle cruise you have been warned the I gotta say it right I couldn't 
I couldn't quite believe when I was watching this, even though it was so obvious to me, or it should have been so obvious, that this was just Pirates of the Caribbean again. It's the exact <laughs> template. Like, I thought, I genuinely, when all the... Except, su- thankfully, without Johnny Depp. When all the supernatural stuff showed up, I was like, oh, so this is just Pirates of the Caribbean. It's just... It, it, and it was like... It was the same bloody plot. It was like old... That movie is old... Spoilers for that old movie. But, like, that's old pirates who get cursed for trying to steal something and then become undead and wish, wish to break their curse. That's the exact... Oh, God, I hadn't even thought of that's that. It's the exact same I was just thinking visually they plot. look like Pirates of the Caribbean. Oh, and not only that, sorry, now that we're in Spoiler Street, the, um, and the, um, the head pirate or conquistador um, have a history and a relationship with the primary character who was involved in the initial um, curse and managed to escape it. Which is, sorry, the exact same plot as Jack Sparrow and Francisco in this. <laughs> Literally I, the exact one. You remember they were both there. The Caribbean they were both there for the instance of the curse and managed to avoid it. It was a good plot. It was so funny because it was a good plot. Like, we got a surprise when uh, The Rock turned out to really? be... Really? Yeah. I have rarely have I... Do I get caught out by <laughs> movies these days because all movies are the fucking same at this stage. But I did not see that coming. So hats, hats off movie. However, it did give me an issue because at the time I was saying to Dave, are they gearing The Rock and Emily Blunt up to be romantic interest? So I feel like there's a huge age gap. Google did it. It wasn't that bad, actually. It's only like a 10-year age gap. But then they made him 400 years old. <laughs> yeah, but so that's like, only in his mind. Uh, yeah, yeah, but... I know, I guess. I, it's funny because I thought they had really good chemistry, right? Because they're both really good actors and they're both very funny. And like, I think I love her. But like, And I love him. But... It never felt romantic to me and I was thinking do you know what I'd actually have loved if the movie and I love romantic movies it was just a friendship if it was just a friendship like when they got together at the end it just felt so tacked on and like also gross because he's 400 years older than her and like I just wasn't into it like the whole start of the movie was like she's so independent like she's a a really intelligent woman ahead of her time in a man's world and like she's succeeding to do all these things herself she's like a doctor in Cambridge she's the impetus that like drives this whole movie and then in the end it's just like her and the rocket together and it just felt really unnatural and toge- I wasn't into it but to be fair and I kind of agree with you but to be fair they do get together as equals they, they're like she's not a love interest no she's she not and she's teaching him how to drive at the end exactly you know, they're doing all that but like they feel felt, I got, they why really, do they have to be romantic like why they really feel like equal billing whereas uh, 20 years ago like to take Indiana Jones as an example the female uh, billing is is often the support even with um, what's her name in the in the first one um, Karen what's her name in the first one what are you talking Raiders about Raiders of the Lost Ark who's she kind of a similar mould but she still feels like second fiddle yeah but that was Indiana that Jones. movie was called Indiana Jones though yeah I guess okay. this movie's but, called Jungle Cruise but they really do feel like that this is this could be Emily Blunt's movie and The Rock is in it yeah for sure I mean versa. she's in it more than him yeah um, so I just that was my like slight niggle at the end I wish they hadn't got together did well, I like we, the ending other than that yes actually I liked how her and him and Jack Whitehall and all kind of banded together Jesse Plymouth as like the son of the Kaiser was just brilliant yeah really I, I actually that. quite I'm with you I, I thought the ending felt strong I was emotionally invested in them returning him back to life and his self-sacrifice yeah I liked all that stuff I, I quite liked all that I think the, I liked, the problem is the middle part of the movie and all liked. the connective tissue but to kind of get like, from A to B the whole thing was to get like Dave had to like, explain it to me as we were watching it again because I didn't actually understand in the end they were trying to get like these petals off a tree right 
But then there's too many MacGuffins. The there was a spearhead. Of- <laughs> the spearhead points to the location of the tree, which has the petals, which brings people back to life. It's just like also, I wanted to be Tomb Raider. And then, and then also, there was all this other stuff exposition drop where it's like, but it only works at midnight on the fourth day of the sixth evening of the. It's just like it was oh. too much. And then it was like, okay, fine, you've done all the Tomb Raider stuff. They're cra- cracking the code. She's like underwater. He's like blowing water into her mouth. That was all quite cool. That's all pretty good. Yeah, and then, but then it's like they finally get the tree and the tree blooms and then the moon is like fading so fast that like they get one petal off the end I was like sorry you did all this for one petal off a tree that you then just have to give the rock to bring him back to life it felt quite yeah. unsatisfactory but that but that was the point that was leading up to her having to make a decision between everything she had wanted so they actually both sacrificed because she sacrificed her everything desire she had been for leading to yeah. but, but theor- like scientifically how does this work right I'm no botanist but like all the leaves are fading, fading, fading because the moon was fading. But then she plucked a leaf and then the moon went, but that leaf didn't die because she plucked it while the moon was still up. Surely that leaf should die. They wither. Yeah, but if you leave a leaf on a tree, it will wither and die eventually because it stops being fed, which was accelerated by this tree. Yeah, but it will wither but and die you in your hand. It, but I think maybe the, ex- the acceleration of decay is was happening attached to the tree. Couldn't she have just so if ripped- you take it off, then it's going to just be a normal petal and will die. Couldn't she have just ripped a tiny bit of the petal off? Like, why did she put the whole petal in his mouth? I mean, fuck knows. I don't know why I'm trying to defend this movie from that I'm enjoying this pointless <laughs> argument. <laughs> yeah, anyway, I think like there's not much else to say about it. Like, it's very middle of the road. Like, the movies it wants to be. It does not hit the mark on a lot of them. No. Like um even like the mummy, we're both big fans of. Like I would watch the mummy over this, I think. Which the rock was also in. Was he? Yeah, he's the Scorpion King. Maybe it's only the second one. What was that other movie then that Fa- is- famously bad CGI because ILM were working on Star Wars or something. And, and then they you phoned s- that one in. But didn't you say there was another movie that he was in which was also a, jo- a ride? Oh yeah, Escape to Witch Mountain or something. Is that another <laughs> Disney thing which he was in? Was that a ride? But then we or was went that to Space Mountain. We then went to watch the trailer for that for the laugh, and he had hair. I was like, I never remember The Rock having hair, like ever. Yeah, me neither. But but apparently he did. <laughs> <laughs> we can't. He's so so clear. So happy we are now with our bald rock these days. We can't imagine a time no. when he was a hairy rock. Anyway, do you know what? It's fine. But like, I really hope they don't make a sequel. They w- yeah, well, it'll all depend on the money, the right? Be- and it's hard to know in these in these days because it'll be split between Disney Plus, Premier Access, or whatever yeah. it's called, plus any. But it kind of wouldn't make sense returns. because, like the the end of the movie, like she's in Cambridge doing her PhD. Yeah, it won't matter. And he's, got- he's a taxi driver in London. Yeah. So, they, like, what's the next? He's a taxi driver in London. Well, she's teaching Did him you- how to drive a black car, so I presumed he might become a black cab driver. Wow, so you wrote the sequel in your head. <laughs> yeah. The movie didn't say he's a taxi driver now. It was just him learning to drive. Well, his own... Saying, do you know how hard it is to get your black cab license? <laughs> it takes decades. This guy studies for decades. You think The Rock's just going to do it right after he learns to drive? Or he'll either drive a black cab he with He is tourists. 400 years old, mind you. He'll drive a black cab with tourists in it or he'll drive like an open-top bus with tourists in it because like, that's the kind of closest thing oh to his job God, at the Oh, God, you're right. Yeah. That's exactly what they'll do. Yeah, that's what I think it's going to be too. Oh, my God. Yeah. I kind of do want to say that now because <laughs> I, I quite enjoyed the rock and How his and his puns and his jungle I enjoyed cruise. it like oh do you know one of the things that really bugged me is in it Emily Blunt's character brings like uh, a black black and white like rolly up video camera and she starts filming and it's like silent film and it's black and white and it's really cute right and I thought like oh this is lovely for young kids to watch because they probably won't even realise that's how video cameras used to work 
and then I thought what they were going to do at the end was kind of like a little montage of like footage from that camera and like bring that whole plot together at the end but no it just never went anywhere so Disney what were you thinking? Sort that out. So the next In movie needs Cruise to be black 2. and white found footage yeah. of him being a cab driver. <laughs> black and white found footage. Oh my god, amazing. Imagine that. Imagine yeah. it's like the, the whole thing is like Blair Witch Project style. <laughs> just with found silent footage. And I Wait did, a second. I did really That's enjoy all the gags idea. about like um, how Jack Whitehall had brought like all the clothes with him and was like changing for dinner. But like, I gotta say though, the you know coming back to the, it felt like they were leaning into some gay stereotypes with his character a little bit. I don't know I think they were just trying to reverse them in that like she the joke was that she was the one who had like no luggage as opposed to him because that was what The Rock expected from like normal um, gender whatever at the time like the fact that she was wearing pants trousers and he talked about that for the entire movie kind of shows the extent of how they were going to address gender issues in this movie right her name was Pants because she wore (laughs) pants and his name was Skippy because he was the skipper and that seemed to be like the movie really thought that was a gag like they carried yeah. that on for the entire movie some of the gags didn't really land I really liked but, actually my favourite scene and when I thought the movie was going to be way better than it ended up being was you know the scene when um, the scene where she at the beginning is like stealing the necklace thing and Jesse Plymouth's in the in the room and she's all Indiana Jones like going across bookcases and like yeah, a ladder that was, that, was fun. that was like actually the peak of the movie for me like yeah. once they got to the Amazon it went downhill once they got to the actual Jungle Cruise, <laughs> the movie The Jungle Cruise kind of lost you. Could we not? And I thought Jack Whitehall was really good at the beginning when he's reading out like the fake speech to like divert them. Like I thought Jack Whitehall and Emily Blunt had good chemistry together as brother and sister. Yes, and yeah. she had good chemistry with Dwayne Johnson. And actually Dwayne Johnson and um, Jack Whitehall had some sweet moments yeah. as well. I quite, I quite liked the scene where he sort of uh, explains why he was ostracized from society. Yeah. There's some sweet, like, there's actually some sweet moments in this. And also, of course, we have to end on this note The Rock is able to wrestle a tiger. Oh, God, yeah, that was cool. <laughs> I, I liked the whole idea that his character was just deceiving them all the time. Yeah, that was fun. And that, re- like, all the Amazons, he, like, had actually paid them to dress up with war paint. Yeah, and, even like, though I saw that one coming. They signposted that one. But I'm still floored by the immortal thing. I just, and it was like the clues were there. I just did it's not like see. like you're it. writing a BuzzFeed headline. You're like, what happened next will shock you. <laughs> <laughs> Turned out the rock was dead all along. <laughs> um, anyway, right, we got to go. We've yeah. talked for too long about this mediocre movie. It, it really is mediocre <laughs> I can't believe how much we wrung from this uh, alright thanks for listening if you want to uh, chat to us about any jungle cruises we are at <laughs> The Cinemile on Facebook Twitter Instagram or you can email us thecinemile at gmail.com and hey leave us a nice review if you get a minute yeah over you. if you're listening to this this issue probably doesn't apply to you but um, because we kind of were doing a lot less episodes during the pandemic a load of people have told us that we've like dropped out of their podcast feeds because of however the algorithm works so if you're listening to this but you're not in your podcast feed resubscribe in your podcast feed there you go there's your technical message yeah. thank you <laughs> thanks we, thank you very much <laughs> bye bye Frank get it hold on come on I got it Frank I don't got it no 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 no, no. Oh, for goodness sake just leave me alone that was a disaster it didn't go the way I planned ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. 
I'm Jesse Cruikshank, and I've always been told I have a face for podcasting. So I launched a podcast. It's called Phone a Friend because each week I'll break down the biggest stories in pop culture. But when I have questions, I get to phone a friend. I'll phone a royal watcher to find out why Prince Harry is acting like a real housewife. I'll phone a tween to please explain euphoria. And maybe I'll even phone a Backstreet Boy to find out if I still have a chance. I don't? Okay. New episodes drop every Thursday wherever you get your podcasts. Acast helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. Acast.com Hi, my name is Kay Adams, and to be honest, I'm not so good with the aging process, so I enlisted my old chum, the filter-free Cara McKenzie, to advise. Could you imagine being a porn star? The room would need to be really hot for me to strip (laughs) off. To be honest, she's not much help, but she is rather amusing. And along with some great guests, Joe Brand, Andy Oliver, Anton Dubeck, Ruth Langsford and Craig Revelhorwood, darling, we are learning how to be 60. Listen wherever you get your podcasts.